friends um, placed, have been placing something um, on my heart in a powerful way recently, and I have have got to share it with you. Um, it's it's a word that um, that many of us really need to hear, you know, if not all of us, you know, in some way. So how many times have you felt so much opposition and struggle in your life, you know, that you just felt like you you couldn't keep going and you have felt worn down, battle weary, you know, I know, you know, I've been in that very place, my friends, you know, we, we all go through those times throughout different times in our life. And, you know, ministers and coaches, you know, we're human too. And in fact, you know, we oftentimes get hit double, you know, by the enemy because to cause us to stop doing what we're supposed to be doing for God. But the same is for everyone. We all have our, what, what we need to do in our life and what God has called us to do. And Satan does not want us to do that. So he's going to throw whatever he can at us. And, uh, well, I have a word from the Lord to share with you, but um, first <laughs> I'm going to do something that gets me out of my comfort zone uh, to set up the word that I need to share with you as God instructed, you know, instructed me. I first need to sing an old song I grew up hearing and have sung countless times in my life. Um, I've sung in front of hundreds of people and on live Christian television, but something about just doing the video like this, singing acapella without music is definitely out of my comfort zone. So just listen to the words. That's why I want to sing it. Not for you to hear me, um, but the words, because it goes along exactly what God has placed on my heart. So um, let me... Pull my words up here on my screen. All right, so here we go. Listen to the words because um, apply it to your life, okay? Moses led God's children 40 years. He led them through the cold and through the night. Though they said, let's turn back. Moses said, keep going. Canaan land is just in sight. There will be no sorrow there in that tomorrow we will be there by and by. Milk and honey flowing, that is where I'm going. Canaan land is just in sight. Though we walk through valleys, though we climb high mountains, we cannot give up the fight. We must be like Moses. We must keep on going. Canaan land is just in sight. There will be no sorrow there in that tomorrow we will be there by and by. 
Milk and honey flowing, that is where I'm going. Canaan land is just in, in sight. There will be no sorrow there. In that tomorrow we will be there by and by. Milk and honey flowing, that is where I'm going. Canaan land is just in sight. Canaan land is just in sight. So, Canaan land is just in sight. Now, those words in the uh, in the second verse, where it says, "We must be like Moses," we must keep on going. Moses is a biblical earthly model to us. You know, we we must strive to be like him in a sense. You know, as he remained obedient to God. To press forward. Moses led God's children. You know, he was a godly teacher. You know, today, post Christ's birth, after Christ's birth, we would have called him a, a Christian leader. And he led God's people out of Egyptian bondage, as seen in Exodus chapter 3, verse 10, in which God said, uh, Come, I will send you to Pharaoh that you may bring my people, the children of Israel, out of Egypt. Okay, And in a, spirit, in a spiritual sense, God, using Moses, led the Israelites out of evil bondage, declared, you know, and he, uh, or, or you could have said he preached, you know, God's word, his commandments to them. And he showed them how powerful and miraculous God is. And we all are called to preach and minister his word. You know, preaching and ministering is, it's not bound to a pulpit or in a Sunday school class or such. You know, our life is a living sermon that we live out before others daily in our homes and in our jobs, at the store, at the doctor's office, wherever. You know, we are all to be leaders of the word of God, leading others out of evil bondage, encouraging them, setting them free from the word, you know, free, you know, through the word of God and his power. And so what does a minister or preacher do? You know, through God, they show people a way out of a sinful life and lead them to Jesus and out of Satan's bondage. They share God's word, you know, tell them how powerful and miraculous God truly is and how great his unconditional love is for us. And, and we, we may be going through storms and struggles in life, you know, and as we share God's word, his love, and we declare his promises to others, while we're we're in the middle of our own wilderness situation, you know, that is a faith statement, a proclamation for our own life and declaring God's word. Now, remember, Moses also was in the middle of a wilderness trip in the promised land. 
he was right there with the children of Israel. And he also persevered and endured and trusted God through that trying time. And for 40 years, Moses led them through the cold and through the night. And Moses, like I said, he was there too. But Moses led the Israelites. He led them through the cold and through the night. But it was God. Was the, he was the one who kept them from freezing and provided that night light. You know, the light for them to see. And in Exodus chapter 13, verse 21 says, And the Lord went before them by day in the pillar in a pillar of cloud to lead them along the way and by night in a pillar of fire to give them light that they might travel by day and by night. So Moses and the Israelites went through some, uh, you know, some tough times for 40 years. 40 years is a long time. Although God freed them from Egyptian bondage. They still had trials and tribulations. They had thirst. They, you know, dealt with hunger. They were cold, sometimes hot. God took care of them. He took care of those situations that they were enduring. And, and when we accept Jesus Christ into our lives as, as our Lord and Savior, and we have repented of our sins and we're freed from the bondage of sin in our life, that does not mean that we will never have any trials to endure. We are going to encounter struggles from time to time in our life. But consider what we choose to do during those times. Like the children of Israel, we are good at complaining <laughs> when we have to go through wilderness times. And as we tend to not declare our faith as we should in such times, in who our provider and deliverer is, you know, let me share, you know, there's a few scriptures that I want to bring out of where the children of Israel were complaining. And in Exodus chapter 14, verse 11, they said, they said to Moses, it is because there are no graves in Egypt that you have taken us away to die in the wilderness. What have you done to us bringing us out of Egypt? And Exodus chapter 15, 20, verse 24 says, and the people grumbled against Moses saying, what shall we drink? Then we can go on down to Exodus the uh, chapter 16 and verse 3. And it says, And the people of Israel said to them, Would that we had died by the hand of the Lord in the land of Egypt when we sat by the meat pots and ate bread to, fool, to the fool, for you have brought us out into this wilderness to kill this whole assembly with hunger. And, and they keep complaining. Verse seven, uh, chapter seventeen, verse one in Exodus says, "All the congregation of the people, people of Israel, moved on from the wilderness of sin by stages, according to the commandment of the Lord, and camped in Rephidim. But there was no water for the people to drink, or so they thought. <laughs> so, despite their grumbling and complaining, their doubting, God took care of them." And showed them that his love is unconditional. Although there was times he was ready to kill them off. And Moses held back his hand. <laughs> but in Exodus chapter 15, verse 13, it says, You have led in your steadfast love the people whom you have redeemed. You have guided them by your strength to your holy abode. 
Then in verse 25 says, and he cried to the Lord and the Lord showed him a log and he threw it. Moses, he's talking about Moses threw it into the water and the water became sweet. So they got water. Exodus chapter 16, verse four. Then the Lord said to Moses, behold, I am about to rain bread from heaven for you. I've never seen bread come from heaven. That's a pretty good miracle. And the people shall go out and gather a day's portion every day that I may test them whether they will walk in my law or not. In other words, obedience, because he told them what to do. They gather it up, you know, and only for that day. Exodus chapter 17, verse 6. Behold, I will stand before you there on the rock at Horeb, and you shall strike the rock, and water shall come out of it, and the people will drink. And Moses did so in the sight of the elders of Israel. So they continuously content, uh, complained, grumbled, complained, but God continuously intervened. And in relation to us, as we may or may not have been on our life's journey to the promised land for 40 years, you know, depending on how old you are, I've been on the road a little longer than 40 years, <laughs> but we all have had our share of ups and downs in our life, you know, and, and we have all done our share of complaining and grumbling along the way. You know, but thank God that his love is unconditional because if it was not unconditional, our failures and complaints would have caused us big problems a long time ago. <laughs> Despite our human tendencies, our God still provides our needs, answers our prayers, and takes care of us, just like he did for the Israelites. Now, God had unconditional love for his people, the Israelites. And if God did not love them, he would not have freed them from bondage and took care of them all those years. And we too are his people as his, as we are his children, his creation and bought with the price through the work of the cross of Jesus Christ, his son. God loves us unconditionally. He loves you unconditionally, no matter our failures what we've done, our complaints. And I must say, though, that our actions and our attitude can delay God's plan in our lives, though, you know, just as it did for the children of Israel. That 40-year trip, actually, in mileage, should have only took about 11 days to walk, to travel. So 11 days, 40 years, that's a big difference. So we often... You know, we grumble and complain about what we are going through and that we seem to be enduring it for a length of time. And now I'm not belittling, you know, what we may be going through in our life. Because, you know, some things that we go through is pretty bad, you know, devastating or whatever. But how much longer are we making it take in our life? to get answers to our prayers because of our grumbling and complaining and disobedience and complacency? Are we speaking words of life or death into our situation? 
Which is it? It sure hindered the progress of the children of Israel's journey. So that's something to ponder a little bit on. Now, let's take a minute and um, think about that phrase in the song where it says, though uh, they said, let's turn back. Moses said, keep going. Moses you know, said, keep going. Canaan land is just in sight by faith. He sees it. We see it by faith. And at times, the Israelites told Moses that they were ready to turn back because of all the hardship that they had endured. They were ready to give up. Exodus 14, chapter, chapter 14, verse 12 says, Is not this what we said to you in Egypt? Leave us alone that we may serve the Egyptians, for it would have been better for us to serve the Egyptians than to die in the wilderness. Now, Moses told them that they were not turning back, but they were going forward to a better place, the promised land. He knew God's promises. He knew what God told him, and it was the faith. He knew he had to be obedient. We're going forward. This is not going to, our hardships, our struggles, our adversity, it's not going to stop us. We are going forward, and we are going to go forward in obedience to God. So they had come too far to turn back. And you too, my friend, you've come too far to turn back. And many times Satan would cause the negative human part of us to rise up. And in the back of our mind, we'd want to say, <clears throat> you know, what's the use? I give up. And as soon as those thoughts rear it, their heads, we must say, no, I have come too far to turn back now. I am pressing onward to that promised land, heaven, and I'm pressing forward to that promises of God and his word of answered prayer and breakthrough and freedom in my life. So in closing, I want to read something to you from the commentary section of the Joyce Meyer Bible that I have. And um, so let me read that to you real quick. It's called When Life Gets Difficult. So sometimes God leads us the hard way instead of the easy way because he is doing a special work in us. How will we ever learn to lean on him if everything in our lives is easy enough for us to handle ourselves? God led the children of Israel the long, difficult way through the wilderness to prepare them for the battles that they would face in possessing the promised land. He was concerned that when they saw the enemy that they might run back to Egypt and be become enslaved again in their former bondage. God wanted to teach them who he was and that they could depend on him to fight their battles. Many of us think that when we enter into our promised land that we will have no more spiritual battles. <laughs> Not so. After the Israelites crossed the Jordan River and went in to possess the land of promise, they fought one battle after another. But as they learned to fight in God's strength and under his direction, they won their battles. And if you know God has asked you to do something, do not back down because it gets hard. And when things get tough, spend more time with him, lean more on him, and receive more grace from him. 
Realize that grace comes at no cost to you. Grace is the power of God working in you and through you to do those things you cannot do. As you face challenges in your life, beware of the thoughts that say, I can't do this. It's just too hard. Do not let your mind give up. Satan knows that if he can defeat you in your mind, he can defeat you in your experience. That is why it is so important to not lose heart and not to grow weary or faint. You can be sure that whatever God leads you, he is able to keep you. He will never he never will allow you allow more to come on you than you can bear. And that's 1 Corinthians 10:13. You do not have to live in a constant struggle if you learn to continually lean on him for the strength that you need. So we must be like Moses. We must keep on going. We must continue to obey God. We continue to trust him no matter how bad things look. And we serve a miracle working God. So declare his promises. Declare the word of God in the face of the enemy and adversity. Sing praises to God through times of pain. Now, remember in the New Testament, as Paul and Silas were in prison, in their darkest hour, a wilderness time in their life, if you could say, they began to sing in the middle of that prison. And then, you think they felt physically like they wanted to sing and to praise God and declare his word? Physically, they were hurting. They were in pain. They were bound, beaten and everything else. But when they began to sing by faith, they let it out and began to declare it. Then the chains fell off and the prison doors opened and they walked in freedom by the power of God. And God is at work in your life, even when you cannot see things changing in the natural or through your human understanding. So keep going by faith. Declare God's word. Those chains are falling off by faith in Jesus' name. And you're coming through the wilderness time in your life as you trust God fully, not on yourself, not on your own abilities, but on God. Declare his word and his promises and move forward in obedience. So my friend, be blessed and keep moving forward. You and God's got this by faith. Have a blessed day. You are the air I breathe. You are the strength I need. Lord, you are.